Well, good morning, everybody. If you don't know me, my name is Tyler Jagan. I'm the lead pastor here at River Run. And today we're going to do something different. Uh, we're going to interrupt this regular scheduled programming of Jonah. And we're going to have a family talk. Um, just to have a conversation about River Run and where we are and what that means and where we're going and all of that nature. Uh, so we're going to have a family talk. And one of the things about when it comes to being a, um, a church is to remind ourselves that the vision that God has had for you and I in relationship with one another is to be a family, right? Now think about it. You know, you've heard the Lord's Prayer, right? How many of you have heard the Lord's Prayer? Raise your hand. You heard it? So, so when I say our, our Father, that's right, our Father, just the, 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 the fact that we are to call our God our Father shows that our God envisions and created us to be in a familial relationship with him. And if he's our father, what does that make us? His kids, right? Children. And if we're his children together, what does that make each other? We're brothers and sisters. We're family. And so really God's vision has always been for us to become a family. In fact, one of our culture statements here at River Run is that God takes strangers and makes them family. That's what Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died for the forgiveness of our sins so we can have salvation and we can have eternal life. That is true. He also did that in order for us to have a relationship with him. That is true forever. That is true. But it's also true that he did all of that to have a relationship with him so we can have a family relationship together. All throughout, we see this in just the writings of the early church. And we see this uh, from Jesus Christ Himself. Well, the Apostle Paul said this about us being a family. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19, he says this. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. All right? So you're no longer strangers. You're no longer foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Members of God's family. Now, sometimes I get it. Sometimes when we think of church, we think of you're, you're, going, to, you're going to worship. But God's vision was, was the gathering, because really church really means the gathering, the come together of the people. It's really this vision of reunion. The family comes together with, to do relationship together with our Father. And so God's vision wasn't just for us just to kind of like go to a program, but to be with our brothers and sisters to encourage each other to know and understand God through his word, that we would do this together as a family. The vision has always been family for God. And so we see this here. And then Paul goes on, he says in verse 20 and 21, he says this, together, right? Together, that is us. It's not, a, it's not necessarily a me thing or a you thing. It's an us thing. Together, we, all of us, we're his house. You know, you and I together are the household of God. We are God's house even. In fact, this right here, this is a building. This is not God's house. We are God's house. This is a building by which God's house comes to worship God. It's his house. We are his house, his family. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Built on the foundations of those who, who God called out to go tell everybody about this new relationship with God. And not only this new relationship with God through Jesus Christ, this new family that we're born into. In fact, earlier on in the same letter, he talks about us being adopted 
into this family. So we stand on the foundation of those prophets and those apostles who went out and told other people about this amazing Jesus Christ and what he did. And for all who put their faith in him, have eternal life and this new family. And people have been doing it for thousands of years all around the world and even here in Chuliota, Florida, which is what we're doing right now. We stand on the foundation of those who have gone before us, who told us about this wonderful message and this wonderful relationship with this wonderful person, Jesus Christ, that has changed our lives. See, because he is the cornerstone of everything. Okay? The, the foundation here is not the cornerstone here in this building. The walls aren't the cornerstone to everything that about us and who we are as river runners. No, Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of us being his God's house. And we are carefully joined together in him. Not as a club, not in River Run, not as a club, but in him. He is our father. Jesus Christ is the son of God. He is the older brother, if you will, all kind of this family language. Becoming what? A holy temple for the Lord. If God was all into physical structures, there would still be a temple in Jerusalem. Is there a temple in Jerusalem? No, but there is a temple of God. We are the temple of God. We come together as a family. And so as a family, I want to just kind of give just kind of an update of where we are as a family. And we're going to deal with some, you know, harder things, some more difficult stuff, because that's what family talks are, right? Hey, it's time for a family talk, you know. Uh, she's usually like, uh-oh, what are, what are we going to, we're going to talk about? Well, we'll, we'll get there. But if you're new here, and you kind of walk through these doors and you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's kind of, I'm in this kind of church family talk. That's kind of weird. It would be weird. It'd be no doubt if, I, you know, if, um, if I was having a family talk with my family and the neighbor came in and, you know, hey, man, you're, you're just in time for the family talk. Awesome. Come have a seat on the couch. We're about to talk about stuff. Um, our hope is, my hope is, is that you would come here and that you would see that uh, our, our heart's desire. We're not a perfect family, but we do have a heart's desire to be a family. And um, all families have family talks and all families have to deal with hard, difficult things. The thing is, the goal is usually what God wants us to do in those family talks, even within our own nuclear family, is that it would make us stronger and make us better together and make us lean into God. Now, sometimes I know when we deal with family challenges, uh, we can go the other way and, and the stress can build up. And then instead of coming together, we can begin to really kind of hurt each other and slam each other and all of those things. And that's not my goal and that's not my heart, but we do need to work on some things and talk about some things as a family. So let me give you a little bit of backdrop into just my life and how it just kind of segues into what we're going to talk about here. Um, about three years ago, right now, um, the elders of this church, we, we had a, a pastor change, senior pastor change, and, and the elders asked me if I would uh, step in just during a, you know, intermediate period as the lead pastor here. And so I said, okay, yeah, I'm more than happy to serve. And so uh, I'll do that. If that's what you want me to do. I'll do it. Um, and then, you know, that was 2019, right? Y'all remember what happened in 2020? Well, here at River Run, when we started 2020, we were rolling. In fact, we had, we had a couple of Sundays there where we had over 500 people in attendance. In fact, I think we had like 530. We're, we're rolling. And, and I remember after COVID hit, Caleb kind of going, man, 
man, we were just, we were hitting it. We were just really starting to, to, to grow and have this momentum. And we were, I mean, we came off of Christmas into the new year. We made it through a pastoral transition, which isn't always easy. We're kind of moving. And then in the beginning of March, the elders asked me, or in February, they said, you know, beginning of March, would you be willing to step in as, you know, our lead pastor here? And I said, okay, as, you know, as long as, you know, I, I feel like the Lord wants me here and, and we'll be transparent. And as long as you believe that I'm the best person here to serve our family, because I love our family, I'm more than willing to do that. So I said, all right, I'll do it. March 1st happened, gave my mess, first message as the official lead pastor here at River Run. Most of y'all know the story. The next week we went, you know, nobody came back because we went online, right? So that was our transition. So the transition was that straight into online. Um, we had um, the, the person or the, the, the group that has our loans did a conference call and basically said, you need to basically cut almost all of your staff, cut them all off and go to the very bare minimum because this is, this is going to be bloody, okay? This whole COVID thing is going to be that. And as we were going through all of that, I made the choice. I don't know, you know, don't always know whether it's the right choice or anything. I think this one was the right choice. Was like, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to, I feel like no, no person left behind. Um, be, yes, we're going to go through this and we're going to go through this one way or the other. And we're going to trust the Lord. And, and um, I'm not going to put any families out like that. We are going to lean into the Lord through all of that. So that was, we were dealing with those issues, not knowing what we we're going to do financially and all that. And then, you know, just the whole shutdown. And then we opened up, y'all remember, we opened up and we, we started worshiping together as a church family out on the lawn. And then, uh, well, when it didn't rain, there wasn't lightning. And so, man, you know, so every Sunday I'm getting kind of, you know, a little stressed. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm learning to trust the Lord better, but at the same time, I'm watching, you know, the, the radar going, ah, and are we going to meet or are we not? And we met sometimes and that was great. And sometimes we didn't, that was frustrating. And then we had a Christmas Eve uh, service that, man, I think it was going to be, it was, it was going to be really awesome. And um, we had all of these things. We were going to do it outside. And again, the weather, it looked like the weather was going to be, you know, not good. And we had a lot of electrical equipment and we didn't want people to be unsafe or anything like that. So we said, hey, you know what? We need to make a call. Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to do it uh, outside. We'll still do something online. And guess what? <laughs> the weather wasn't that bad. You know, so that was that. And then, you know, just dealing with all the other things. And then we began to, you know, all right. So it feels like everything's getting to a place where we feel a little understanding, a little bit safe or whatever. So let's start meeting inside. And so we, we started coming back slowly and coming back. God has been gracious to us. You know, we, we made it through those last, you know, two and a half years or so just financially when it came to the COVID and all of that. And when we came back, um, you know, it's kind of a slow little trickle growth by which we've kind of stabled out a little bit, it seems like, at about 300. We, I think we had one of our largest, if not our largest attendance just a few weeks ago post-COVID. But we've been just kind of, you know, you know bumping along. And, um, and it's been feeling like a little bit, you know, disconnected, or I feel like we're just trying to get that momentum going as a church body again. And it feels like, you know, kind of that one step up, two steps back kind of thing, and just trying to, trying to get it going as well. And then over the last couple of uh, months or so, uh, our giving here at, at River Run has begun to dip. 
Now, during COVID and everything, we, we made it. We were going, making it through, but we were just kind of making it through. And now we're at a place where uh, here at River Run, we're probably spending close to $2,000 a week out of our savings to pay our bills. Now, what that basically means in all reality as a family conversation with everybody is that we, could, we can do that until July, by which then we have nothing in our reserves anymore, okay? So, talking to a friend this last week, and we were just processing, talking through some of the things here, and, um, you know, I said, you know, our church is, we're like body strong. Man, we have just amazing group of people, and the way that they support each other, and there for each other, and praying for each other, and, and walking this through together, it's just been really, really great. So, we're, it's like we're, we're body strong, we're, we're dealing with some financial weaknesses, in the life of our, our church body. I understand. I know we have inflation going up and, you know, just different dynamics and things of that nature as well. But that's, that is the reality of where we're at. So obviously we can't do that forever. And uh, we've been, you know, leaning into the Lord and, and uh, we all know the old saying, uh, you know, insanity is doing what? The same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so, you know, uh, we don't desire to become insane. And so, you know, asking God, God, what are you doing? What do you want us to do? And um, one of the things that, too, just coming out of COVID was, you know, I told our staffer for months, the voice of River Run in a lot of ways was our staff because that's just the way it was. It's how we had to operate. You know, and even when we, we came back here, it's like everybody's trying to get their life all sorted out and thinking through. And we're like, okay, we got to get back into what we do as a church and all that. And so we're, we're all focused in. And, and uh, one of the things that it just began to just, in my mind, just feel like where we're disjointed is, is just being disjointed as a, as a church family, as a community. You know, when we um, came back into the building and there was, in my thought, my mind was like, man, you know what, maybe we should just do one service. And we do one service, we can kind of get back together and be like one family and kind of, you know, regroup in some way in this. But I decided not to. And the reason why was, um, uh, for those of you who work in children's ministry, you know this, but maybe you don't. It's very hard to do one service and honor and bring in all of our wonderful River Kids leaders, where they're not just doing, they're not just uh, back there, and they never feel connected the way that you do feel connected, that they're always serving back there. And so we wanted to do those, you know, start off, let's just do two services, and we'll just try to keep it going, trying to figure that out. Well, one of the things that, um, just from like last week, and... um, you know, one of the things that last week was when we came together, we just did, hey, let's just do one service just because of the hurricane and everything like that. It was like the whole body, both surfaces together. And it was like we were a family. It felt like, wow, okay, this feels like a family. We've been feeling like we've been disconnected, but that feels like a family. So with that being said, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, though, is, is what is it? 
What are some of the things that we're doing? What are some of the steps that we're taking? Well, first of all, those of you who've been around for a little bit, you know that we just installed some amazing, wonderful elders um, who love you guys, who love this church body, and they are just wonderful godly leaders that I'm so grateful for. And everything that I'm speaking to you and telling you about, they already know it. They, you know, they know everything and uh, of those things. And we've been talking, having conversations and already starting the process of praying. What does it mean? What do you want us to do, Lord? How do you, is you want us to pivot? Do you want us to change? What do we do in these things? So we're in that process. Okay. Uh, we don't have all the answers in the, of, of it, but we do know is that the first step that we're doing is, is getting information and getting understanding of where we are and what does that mean and, and what are the options and what are the opportunities for us to move forward as a church body, as a family and as a healthy family. Because the goal of every family, right, is truly just to be healthy. And our elders, that's really the primary goal. The primary goal of elders really in any church should be the health. The spiritual health of a church, the missional health of the church, the relational health of the church. And yes, with that comes with the organizational and the financial health of the church as well. And um, in the process right now of just praying about it, gathering that information in order to think through what are some things we can do in order to um, get to that place where we're healthy. One of the things that we have already had the conversation about that we do know, the best way, the best way to generate healthy income and revenue, kind of, what, kind of what Caleb was alluding to in the offering, the best way is, one, is out of our own hearts of willing and desiring to give to the Lord. And a lot of that's kind of growing spiritually and trusting God more in that, uh, which a lot of you do. And second of all, it's about just, you know, being a light to our community, um, sharing the love of Jesus Christ to those who do not know Jesus Christ. And so that's a big piece of it. For the elders, it's also a big piece of it. For the staff, that's what we're called to do. It's my job. My primary job is to equip you guys for the work of the ministry. Do you know what the work of the ministry ultimately is? It is to be a beautiful light to your friends and to your neighbors, to your community, to, to, to show the love of Jesus Christ to one another and to grow in that relationship with him and to help other people to grow in that as well. And as a staff and as elders too, we are committed to continuing to figure out how do we move forward? How do we do that better? How do we equip you guys better? How do we become a better blessing to you? Now, let me just say this. It is our job to equip you, but this is what I've learned about Jesus Christ, is that Jesus Christ never, ever, ever tells any of us to do anything that he himself did not do, right? Right? So, so when Jesus says, this is what you want you to do, Tyler, he's saying it from somebody who has done something like that. He does that, right? And so it's the same thing with us as staff. It's our desire. We are imperfect people. We want to grow in Christ as well. And so we want to grow in our, in our light and we want to grow in our blessing to others and our, you know, sharing Jesus Christ and, and also our own discipleship and helping other people to grow as well. So these are steps you know, that we are taking to, to work these things out. And thirdly, we are, we just started this, this group called the Financial Freedom Team. And the Financial Freedom Team is just a team of people uh, within the body of Christ here at River Run. If you want to be a part of the team, I'll talk, we can talk about it a little bit more after this service. But this team basically is, hey, how do we get to be a church family that can get to a place of financial freedom so that we can continue to do the, the 
work that has been handed baton to us, which is being a light to our community in East Orlando. Um, it may be something like, you know, maybe a financial background, real estate background. Maybe you have um, some legal background. Maybe you have an entrepreneurial background. Um, maybe you're just good at research and, and, and good at, you know, finding out some, some um, you know, getting information that, that uh, we need in order to make good, healthy, wise decisions. Um, team also just kind of looking at other kind of forms of, of revenue, uh, other streams. Um, this isn't in place of people trusting the Lord and giving to the Lord and sharing Christ. It's in, it's in, a, it's in a support of that. But anytime those things become, you know, the, the, the tail that begins to wag the dog, you know, we're not going to do that. But this group is just kind of thinking through some of those creative ideas in order for us to be able to do the mission that God has called us to do. And then lastly, on the fourth thing on here is one service. What we're going to do through the end of this year, so we're just going to do it through the end of this year, is we're going to have one service, okay? And um, just so that way we can kind of come back together as a family and, um, you know, to be one. So we're going to do it at 7 a.m. on Sunday. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just want to see if you're paying attention, all right? Even family talks need a little levity, don't they, right? Some of you have had your own family talks. One service. We're, for you, we already grumbled the 9 o'clock because we're going to do it at 10.45. We're going to keep it at the same time because, you know, the goal is, well, we don't really know what the Lord is, but we're just going to give it a shot and say, hey, 10 weeks, let's do one service. We're going to do it at 10.45. Um, that way it also makes it very simple that we're not changing times and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but that's the goal. The goal of this isn't just to go down to one service. The goal of it is for us to become one. We have two different groups to come together to worship each other, worship each other, to worship together the Lord and to grow in community uh, together. So with that being said, though, what are some steps that you can take, that I can take, that we can take as individuals and collectively? Number one is pray. You know, one of, the, um, one of our sayings here at River Run is make the most of what you've been given. Make the most of what you've been given. The idea is, is that God has given us some really amazing stuff that oftentimes we don't make the most of. One of those gifts is prayer. That Jesus Christ, when he died, he brought us into an intimate relationship with God by which we can commune, talk to him. And I think one of the most powerful things that God calls us to over and over and over and over is talk to him. Remember, everything, 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 everything about our God is about relationships. And so when we have issues and we have challenges, really his goal is to leverage those challenges so that we would talk to him. And so one of the things that we can do as a, as a church family is to talk to him. Second here is to belong. Uh, like I said earlier, that really God's vision is not just attendance. God's vision is belonging. It's coming together as a family. One of the things that I've always kind of known in my own life, whether it's in small groups or in church, that church and small groups are more fun, and I'm, I, look more, I look forward to them more when it's about hanging around people that I really enjoy. Oftentimes when you're just attending, some, you know, we, we kind of go, man, I'm tired, I'm worn out, look what time it is, I don't know if I want to go, so I just don't want to go, so I just don't go. But when I'm with community, I belong with people, 
usually my, my mindset's a little bit different. I'm tired and I'm worn out. And because I'm tired, I'm worn out. I do want to go because I want to be with my people. That's God's vision. It's God's vision for communities that we would belong. And the hope is, is that we do one service is that, you know, we would come together. Yeah, we would worship here, but, you know, we would slowly walk away out of here uh, in conversation and community, building relationships with one another. It's what families do. I've told you guys about the time that this kind of really hit me was I was invited to a family reunion. It wasn't my family, but when I went to that family reunion, guess what? They treated me like their family. And guess what? I really wanted to be part of their family because it was pretty special. It's my hope. My hope is that we would have people who would come here and this is their first time and already feel like family. My hope is is today's your first time that you would feel like family. Those of us who already feel like family, that we would be people who would step out and build those relationships with other people and bring them in as family. And for those of you who are introverts, I get it. That's hard to do. I'm an introvert and it's hard to do uh, for me. But I recognize the more that I step out and trust the Lord and do that, I build those relationships by which this introvert, it makes it a whole lot easier. And I recognize, man, I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people. Not only that, but I also recognize that community is always glued when there's consistency and we're here together to see one another, to encourage one another. Let us not give up meeting together as some of the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching, Hebrews says, tithe. Another way that you can help us as a church family is to come together and say, Lord, okay, you know what? I want to tithe and be a part of this church in the way of its generosity. Everybody in here is right now um, is uh, experiencing or the beneficiaries of generosity. There were river runners who, who gave to the Lord by which purchased these chairs. There were those many moons ago who, 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 who went, you know, well and above and beyond and really sacrificed the Lord in order to bring together this building for us to gather together. And, and all the people who have been baptized because of that. It's been amazing. There have been people who have gone before us, you know, who have been generous. And there are people today, I know river runners are so, so generous, so generous. If you're new and this is your first time here, I'm not saying, hey, why don't you give? Because that would be very weird, right? You came over to our family uh, meeting and I said, hey, this is our family meeting. And hey, since you're, you know, my neighbor and you're not really part of my family, hey, you want to pay for some of our bills? That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about our family and saying, hey, you know what? We're in this together. There's something about a family, a healthy family that pulls together in order to support the, the family of getting stronger and also the mission, the purpose of that family as well. The word tithe means 10%. In the Old Testament, God said tithe, 10%. You know, it's 10% of our income. And then we see in the, in the New Testament, Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. The tithe is, is no longer this line. You know why there's no longer the 10% line? It's because it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. You can write out a check for 10% and you can go, all right, I did my duty. But really what God wants us to do is to say, God, and you know, Nate talks about this in offering sometimes, is God, what is it that you want me to do? You know, what is it? That this is about a relationship with you and a relationship with you and your kingdom movement with my church family. So it's really about relationships. God could give all of us a billion dollars, could he not? right? Why does he not give us a billion dollars? Lots of reasons. First and foremost, I believe it's one is to recognize what is the most 
the biggest blessing in our lives. You know what they are? It's a relationship with God, which doesn't cost anything. And the most beautiful relationships that we have are free as well. It's about relationships. It's about coming together. So tithe, serve another way. You know, we think about families. Families work together and they serve together. And, you know, they, they, uh, they make the house look all nice and ready for when guests come. And so the guests can have a wonderful experience. They also serve each other around the house. They keep the house clean together and help out around the house. You know, clean the dishes and things like that. That's what families do. They serve together. If you're part of the, the church here at River Run, I would just would love for you just to prayerfully consider, hey, how can I jump in with my brothers and sisters to help serve the house, the people of River Run and our guests who come here? And lastly, is invite. There's lots of opportunities to invite, whether it's here on Sunday mornings, whether it's uh, inviting your neighbors to, you know, who have youth to our youth, whether it's to trunk or treat, which is one of the reasons why we do trunk or treat. Trunk or treat is just a wonderful opportunity for us to connect with our community and pray that that would be like a first connecting point into the life of Christ and into the life of, of River Run. You'll see Jamie up here playing bass. You know how Jamie found out about us? He came to trunk or treat. It's awesome. She's inviting people to come amongst us. I believe, honestly, I'm a little biased. I believe that river runners are the best people. I mean, you know, I really love river runners. And I believe that, um, you know, I would love for any of my friends to come hang out with you. Um, just to invite there. So these are some of the ways that you can take some steps. Um, prayer is the biggest one. Belonging is such a huge deal. Be part of the family. Tithe, serve. Um, invite. These are all opportunities, I think, that we can do together as a church, as a church family um, to, have, to have an impact. After the service, um, I'm going to talk, I'll be up here a little bit. If you want to have just a little bit more conversation about any of these things, I would love to have a conversation uh, because one of the things that as we are kind of getting back to normal in some ways and trying to find our bearings is to be to be clear, to have clarity, to know what's going on with our church family so that our church family can come together and just see what God does when we do things together well and when we're praying to him together as well. So let me finish with uh, the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians rather, chapter 13. He said, dear brothers and sisters, so dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter or I close my talk with these last words, as a family, be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then, then the God of love and peace will be with you. So, you know, um, just walking this out, as a person who in many ways is the responsible person, you know, for our church family and the health of our church family, it, it is, it feels very, in some ways and sometimes incredibly overwhelming. And in those moments, I'm, I'm reminded by our Lord that we do this as a family. And sometimes I know that for me, my tendency is like, I'll just, do it and deal with it and with however I'm supposed to deal with it. And I just kind of go. And sometimes I'm not always the best at kind of letting people in and letting people a part of that. And for some of that, I'm, I apologize to you guys for, for not doing this and doing some of these things sooner. Um, but everything that I hope that you know, I do it out of my love for you and, 
and I'm growing, and, um, and my desire is for us to, to really be a family as well. And as your senior pastor, I hope you know that I will be on my knees and I will continue to, to love and to serve you guys and, um, and enjoy my life and my relationships with you um, as well. And like I said, I'll be up here afterwards and we can have a more further conversation too in whatever you may be processing and thinking in your mind um, as well. I'm not really worried about stuff, honestly because I really do trust God. Our God's pretty awesome. He's sovereign. He's controlled. This movement has been going on for 2,000 years. This movement is going to rock and roll until Jesus returns. The question is, are we going to be part of the movement or not? And so as we sing this song, let's just open our hearts and let's just surrender to him. Father, we come together as a family. And the best families are the ones, first and foremost, that just surrender to you. Um, I know sometimes that I can act like a teenager and I want to co-opt the family and I want to lead the family and all that sort of stuff. But you are the father. Your son is the senior pastor. We all are your children and are loved by you. You are the wise one. You are the good one. Father, the only thing that you call us to do is to trust you, to walk in your ways and to love each other and to love you well and to continue to learn what that is. And Father, that means that we need to surrender. Surrender our will, surrender our desires to your will and to your desires. And when we do that, you do amazing, beautiful things. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.